0: Hello again, friends, and welcome on in to episode 86 of The Sco Show. My name is Mark Schofield, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. Happy to be with you on today, Monday, March 16th, 2020. And let's just be honest up front. It's a strange time in the world right now. We can just say that. We're here among friends. And for for many of us, myself included, it's weird to talk about sports right now. It's weird to talk about free agency. It's weird to talk about the draft. And this is Mock Draft Monday 7.0. We've got a job to do here. And so we're going to dive into Mock Draft Monday. But as somebody that, let's face it, we're gonna, I've got my kids here with me for the next two weeks, if not longer. You know, I, I've come to sort of realize that sticking to routines is important. And so we're going to do the Mock Draft Monday show today. We're going to have our usual Thursday show as we have them. We're going to dive into free agency. But from time to time, this show has woven in bigger picture things. And so I think it might be important. And I, I said this on Twitter last week that, you know, at times like this, anxiety and stress and depression can set in and that I was willing to be sort of a listener If people wanted to get into the DMs on Twitter at Mark Schofield, they were free to do so. So I'm going to have another show in between this show and the Thursday show, probably on Wednesday. It's going to be a mailbag type show, but it doesn't have to be football. Okay? It can be football. If you've got a football question, great. I'd love to answer football questions. But if you've got other stuff that's on your mind, whether it's what's happening with this coronavirus, whether it's. Your anxieties, if you want to ask a question, but you'd rather mean like not say who you are, you want to like sort of submit something anonymously, do that too. Like if you're stressed, if you're dealing with an anxiety and you want somebody to like answer or address what you're dealing with, I'm happy to do that. And I'd be happy to keep people anonymous if they wish to be left anonymous, but they still want somebody to listen. And so we're going to do that for probably, like I said, Wednesday so feel free to shoot me some questions on Twitter at Mark Schofield or via email mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com or via the show Slack channel. Um, it, it's one of those moments where we're in uncharted waters and it's new and it's unsettling and it's different and we're all going to have to sort of pull through it together as a community. And so I'll do my as best as I can to help allay some concerns. Ease some fears, take or take your mind off of everything else for a few minutes, as I'm going to try to do here today. And so before we dive into the next mock of Mock Draft 7.0 here on Mock Draft Monday, the usual reminders. Again, I understand. It's a strange time. And I'm going to tell you the places you can find my work on Twitter at Mark Schofield, Touchdown Wire, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scout and Portfolio, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, Pat's pulpit But if you don't want to read about stuff this week, I get it. I more than understand. It's one of those times when it seems like you should be watching the news or listening to the news or communing with neighbors or whatever. And you don't want to read about football. I get that, too. Okay. I mentioned communing with neighbors. Remember, social distancing. Be safe. Be smart. I was out in the neighborhood with some, some of the neighbors on Saturday afternoon just talking to the neighbors making sure that because we moved into a sort of an established neighborhood and there are a lot of people that are in older age brackets and I was sort of checking in you know if they needed anything let them know that again I work from home I'm here if they need something during the week don't run out to the store I can do it but we're all it was like that scene from the office where you know Michael and and Andy and Dwight and Jim are kind of pretending to point finger guns at each other we were all sort of keeping our distance but it's a weird time. I get it. And so we'll get through it together. We'll pull through it together. Part of the way we do that is, like I said, going through routines. And that's why we have Mock Draft Monday 7.0. And with free agency sort of starting, things are sort of getting crystallized. The Patriots put a tender on, uh, an original round tender on Jermaine and Luminor, a uh, fifth round tender on him. So we've got that news. If something breaks while I'm recording this show, I will obviously burn it up. But since nothing's sort of broken in the fat in the past you know twenty minutes or so since I've been yapping, let's dive into the mock. and we're doing a mock on the draft networks' draft simulator we're using their mock draft machine and we have traded out of twenty three again. and we found a new dance partner. so we've traded out of twenty three. We also had to give up two sixth round picks. The pick at 206 and the pick at 213, and also a seventh round pick, a pick at 241. And our new dance partner, the Atlanta Falcons. We got two second round picks in return a pick at 47 and a pick at 55. And I know I've talked a lot about the Indianapolis Colts perhaps being a team to deal with because they've got two second round picks. So does Atlanta. Like I said, we got picks at 47 and 55. And so having made this trade, now we have picks at 47, 55, and then the three third rounders, 87, 98, 100. And again, that gives us five picks in the top 100, which I kind of like. Now, interestingly enough, what does Atlanta do at 23? The edge from Iowa, and Jay Pinesa. And so now we see what the board looks like with picks of 47 and 55. And if you remember to mock draft Monday 6.0, we went defense, defense in that mock. Because we traded around. So we had Patrick Queen, I believe, and Jeremy Chin. But now what do we do here? Interesting. We're on the clock at 47. Terrell Lewis, the edge from Alabama. Patrick Queen is on the board. The linebacker from TCU. Jalen Regor wide receiver from TCU, KJ Hamler. The wide receiver from Penn State. Trevon Diggs, the corner from Alabama. Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle from USC. Donovan Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver from Michigan. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from Arizona State. Jonah Jackson, Matt Hennessy. So at 47, at least in this simulation, some great stuff has fallen to us. Now with Kenneth Murray going on the board at 46... My spidey sense is tingling. And so we'll make Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU, the pick at 47. Same guy we got earlier in last week's simulation. And now we're on the clock at 55. And Jeremy Chin is, yes, he's staring me in the face. But remember what we did last week. We went Chin at 64, and we were chasing some other stuff up and down the board. Didn't feel too comfortable the way things panned out. And I know another position that we really felt like we were chasing, really sort of struck out on, was tight end. I don't want to make that mistake again. So with Adam Trotman staring me in the face here, I'm going to make him the pick at 55. Now, in TDN's sort of predictive big board, he's ranked 70th on their board. But I think I don't want to miss out on tight end. We have picks at 87, 98, and 100. We can address some other needs. Trotman makes a ton of sense. so He's the pick for us here at 55. And so we'll see how the board sort of looks when we get back to the third round here in a second. And staring here at the board now with that 87th pick upon us is Jake Fromm. And it's mighty tempting as the quarterback guy to pull the trigger on Jake Fromm because, look, as of this recording, we don't know if Tom Brady's coming back. It seems like his options are dwindling. The music is coming to the end, and we are running out of chairs here for Tom Brady because the Titans do what they do with Ryan Tannehill. We're hearing from Chris Sims that the 49ers are out on Tom Brady. Maybe Tampa Bay is in the mix. But it does seem like it's one of those moves where the Patriots are like, you know what? You want to test the free agent waters? Go see what your value is and come back to us once free agency is really underway. So we're gonna to assume Tom Brady's back. And so that makes Jake Fromm and Tyson, but not here at 87. We could double dip at tight end. Hunter Bryant, interesting. Chase Claypool, also interesting. If we hadn't gone Patrick Queen when we did, Willie Gay, staring me in the board, awesome in Tyson. If we wanted to go corner, Troy Pride, very nice athletic, bit of a chippy corner from Notre Dame. He's staring me in the face, kind of like him. But a familiar name that I've come to many, many times. And I'll come back to again. Ben Barch, the offensive tackle from St. John. We make him the pick here at 87. Again, guy that can play, I think, inside and outside. And I just kind of like this kid. I think he screams Patriot. But we're on the clock again here at 98. We've got picks at 98 and 100. We can do a ton of stuff, like we could draft Jake Fromm, who is still staring me in the face. We could look at some other needs. We could look at wide receiver. We haven't addressed wide receiver yet. And there's two players sort of looking me in the face there. Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards, very enticing. We could go edge. Bradley Inay from Utah, Alex Highsmith from Charlotte. They're both here on the board. Also very enticing. Kenny Willickis as well from Michigan State. Very intriguing option. We could double-dip, like I said, a tight end. Albert O oh is still here on the board. And as much as I want to say, all right, we're going to draft Jake Fromm here, and i could do the quarterback thing, and everybody can yell at me, I think getting another weapon makes sense at the wide receiver spot. He might have slid a bit due to the foot injury and not testing, but I think he's great value here at 98, and that's Brian Edwards, the wide receiver from South Carolina. And now at 100, if you're hoping for Thaddeus Moss, that's out the window. He just went to the Giants at 99. But now we can get ourselves a nice edge. And the two guys staring me in the face are Bradley a and Alex Highsmith. Now, Inay, maybe he slips a bit because of the combine. Highsmith comes up because of the way he's tested in the post-draft. I mean, the pre-draft cycle he's having. I like both of those kids. I'm going to take Inay. I think he produces well. So he's going to be the pick here at 100. So now we have a little bit to wait. they not going to be on the clock again for a while now because got to pick up 125 and let's see what we've done here so far because we're on the clock here at 25 and i think we've got a pretty good haul so far patrick queen at 47 adam trotman at 55 ben barch at 87 brian edwards at 98 and bradley and nate at 100 now some areas we would probably still need to address interior offensive and defensive lines safety Quarterback and cornerback—that's sort of what's being screamed into my face here from the mock draft machine and, and their stated needs. So, if you look at interior offensive line, there are a couple of options here that make some sense: Ben Bredesen, John Simpson. Those are two stout players. Either one of those make a ton of sense. Interior defensive line: Lakey to Jordan Elliott, Telvin Hageem. Also, some solid options. And looking at sort of their value, or at least their their rank on TDN's predictive board, I doubt any of those guys will be on the board when it comes back to us. Now, a guy like Khalil Davis might be. A guy like Darien Daniels certainly should be. And then when you look at the interior offensive line and start playing that game and gaming the system out a little bit, it really sort of thins out. So it sort of screams to me, if you want to address interior offensive line You've got to do it in the first 150 picks, like by the fourth round, because then it really sort of thins out. Other needs, safety. Remember, we went there early last week. That also thins out. Although Antoine Brooks Jr. might be there. Tanner Mews might be there. We're on the clock again. Kaliki Hudson might be there. So there are still some guys we can sort of reach for a little bit later. As far as quarterback goes, Lamar Jackson, he might be there when we're up again. Dane Jackson might be there when we're up again. Reggie Robinson, the Tulsa kid, would probably be there when we're on the clock again. So I think as far as needs, although we'll check quarterback because Anthony Gordon probably won't be, but guys like Stanley, Huntley, Lewerke, it does sort of thin out. Cole McDonald, we can probably get our developmental guy. And again, in this sort of world where Stidham and Brady still on the roster, it's less of a need. So I think interior line makes sense. And it's, it's shooting me to that idea that you got to do it by the fourth round. Otherwise, you're probably not going to get the guy you want. So the pick here will be Ben Brennison, the kid from Michigan, who I really like down at the Senior Bowl. And now we really have to wait because we will not be on the clock again for a while, not until the sixth round. And we gave up some of those six-round picks and a seventh-round pick to get those two picks from Atlanta in the second round at 47 and 55. So we are on the clock again now. This is pick 195 here in the sixth round. And we still need to, at least according to the mock draft machine, address interior defensive line, safety, quarterback, and cornerback. Now, interior defensive line, Tyler Clark from Georgia is looking at us. And he might be the best option. But then we still have some of the guys that I mentioned earlier. Say, Darian Daniels, Robert Windsor. Benito Jones. So I think we can still sort of wait on that. I think you know, those guys will still be around. If we, if we want to look at corner, Reggie Roberts and the Tulsa kid, he's the highest-ranked corner left on the board. So you do sort of wonder about him. And then if it comes back to us, we don't pick him here, you're probably looking at a John Reed from Penn State, who I kind of like, but it does sort of really thin out. So that's a strong consideration. Then there's safety and Tanner Muse, and, and so I think it comes back, it comes down to those two guys. Are you going to take the Tulsa corner or Tanner Muse, the, the safety type, who played a ton of different positions, tested extremely well? You now I'm reading from Joe Marino's sort of write-up on him. It was a deep safety in Brett Venable's defensive scheme, but he can come down into the box as well. As Joe Marino said, he should get more opportunities to function in man coverage on bigger slots and tight ends. His size and thre- strength could lead to opportunities to play closer to the line of scrimmage and more of an attacking role. He has the upside to illustrate a more versatile and complete skill set. And I know a lot of people have come around to the Tulsa corner, but I'm coming around on Muse. And so he's the pick here at 195. Now as we wait to sort of, we'll be on the clock again at 212, we've got to pick at 212. It seems to me that with the way this board is looking, we're probably going to have to address corner, can we? Yes. Because you know what just happened? Reggie Robinson is staring us in the face. So we don't take him when he could have at 195. We take Tanner Muse, But he's here for us at 203. So that will be the pick here at 203. The corner from Tulsa, Reggie Robinson. And so... As we wait to be on the clock again at 2.30, this is the haul to this point. Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU. Adam Trotman, tight end from Dayton. Ben Bartsch, offensive tackle from St. John. Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina. Bradley Annay, the edge from Utah. Ben the Michigan interior offensive lineman. Tanner Muse, the versatile type safety from Clemson. And Reggie Robinson, a corner from Tulsa. And so now we can have some fun. we got, I believe, just two picks left. Maybe three. I can't really scroll ahead right now. And looking at sort of our needs, what do we have left? Interior defensive line and quarterback. Well, let's see if we can handle one of those right now. Cole McDonald to stare me in the face. I could certainly do that. That's interesting. But is there any value to be had out there? Is there anybody we could sort of find and say, hey, you know, maybe this guy makes some sense for us? And there's a name that. A lot of people have linked to the New England Patriots. And that's James Prochet, the slot receiver from SMU. And since he's staring me in the face, and we got to pick at 203, and he's ranked 231 on TDN's predictive board, it makes some sense. So we ignore interior defensive line, and we make him the pick at 230. Now we're on the clock at 235. We probably need to go interior defensive line. And that might mean if I've done my math right, we are losing out on the potential to draft a quarterback in this entire draft. And as the quarterback guy, that seems a little weird for me. But that's what we've got to do. So if we forego the quarterback. We look at interior defensive line. And I've liked the kid. I like talking to him. I think he makes sense for what New England does with what they do up front. Darren Daniels from Nebraska. And so that's our draft class, kids. Let's run through it again. And i got to say, in stark contrast to how I felt about last week's, I feel a lot better about this group. Last week, I feel that sort of by trading back, going defense-defense, we really sort of missed out on positions of need. Well, I feel like I didn't do it this time. I, mean, I don't feel like I really missed out on anything, you know, really of need, except maybe quarterback. But Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU at 47. Adam Trotman, the tight end from Dayton at 55. Ben Barch, offensive tackle from St. John at 87. Brian Edwards, the South Carolina receiver at 98. Bradley Inay, the edge from Utah at 100. Ben Bredesen, the interior offensive lineman from Michigan at 125. Tanner Muse, the versatile type safety from Clemson at 195. Reggie Robinson, corner from Tulsa at 212. James Prochet, the wide receiver from SMU at 230. And Darian Daniels. The interior defensive line from Nebraska at 235. So that is my mock. Your mock, your mocks, all of them, and their trade ideas and the emails and more, that is all next on episode 86, another Mock Draft Monday. Mock Draft Monday 7.0 here at the Scope Show. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 87 of the SCO Show. And going to get to the listener mocks now. We get mocks, we get trades, we get all sorts of stuff. We get emails, we get tweets, we get a ton of stuff, of course, from the SCO Show Slack channel, which, again, you can join at Mark Schofield on Twitter or Mark.Schofield, that insidethepylon.com if you want to reach out via email. Before I rip through these, just a quick, polite request. If you're going to tweet me a mock, we we need to use a hashtag. So, hashtag Scotia S C H O S H O W M O C K. If you're gonna tweet me a mock, because I'm losing track of them and I don't want to miss anybody's. So if you could use again that hashtag S-C-O-S-H-O-M-O-C-K Mock, that would be sort of fantastic. We're gonna start with the Show Slack channel mocks here. We got the first one that came in Monday, right after midnight from John Limarakis. Uh, maybe this was supposed to be last week's show, but with my schedule the way it is, I recorded before then. The show dropped and then this mock draft dropped 17 minutes later. Here we go. Zach Bond at 44. Malik Harrison at 67. Davon Hamilton at 75. Michael Pittman. Getting a lot of buzz in the past couple of days. At 87. Troy Pride at 97. Adam Trotman at 99. Matt Hennessy at 122. Jeremy Chin at 149. Alex Highsmith at 195. Anthony Gordon at 204. Josh DeGuara. At 212, Willie Gay at 213. That's incredible. Reggie Robinson at 230. John Runyon at 235. And Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island, the wide receiver, at 241. Jim Reynolds, one of his marks. At 32, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. At 77, Michael Pittman. At 83, Novell Gallimore. At 87, Logan Wilson, the linebacker from Wyoming. At 98, Kenny Robinson, the call-up in a way from the XFL at 100. Ezra Cleveland, the offensive tackle from Boise State. 125, KG Hill, wide receiver from Ohio State. at 147, Justin Guara. At 212, Raquan Williams, defensive lineman from Michigan State. At 213, Trey Adams, the man of the body part replacement. At 230, Javelin Guidry, the corner from Utah. At 235, Jake Lutton. And at 241, Cheyenne O'Grady, the Arkansas tight end. John Lemarakis again. Another trade down opportunity here. At 59, Malik Harrison. At 64, Justin Matabuke. At 87, Ben Barch. It's right around where I got him. At 98, Jeremy Chin. At 100, Ben Bredesen. John and I on the like mind here. 101, Devon Asiasi. 125, Antonio Gibson, the running back from Memphis. At 133, Josh Dogara. There we go. Three for three. At 144, Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver from Wisconsin, who, by the way, Jeffrey Okuda said was his toughest matchup. Just throwing that out there. Alex Highsmith at 162. Davon Hamilton at 166. Gino Stone, the Iowa safety at 212. Casey Tuwell, the linebacker from Stanford at 235. Anthony Gordon, to round it out at 241. Josh Bowman. Those first couple of mocks were via fanspeak. Josh Bowman comes in with one from the mock draft machine over at the Draft Network. Zach Bond at 32, Adam Trotman at 63, KJ Hill at 87, Aloha mm-hmm. Gilman, the safety from Notre Dame at 100, Akeem Davis Gaither, the linebacker from App State at 125, Michael Pittman, there he is again at 161, Reggie Robinson, the corner from Tulsa at 195, we are slowly starting to speak that peak into his existence, friends. Trey Adams at 212. Darrell Williams, the interior offensive line from Mississippi State at 213. Jerome Bryant, the Fresno State corner at 235. And Sam McKeon, tight end from Michigan at 241. Josh had then one from Fanspeak. Cesar Ruiz at 41. Cole Komet at 44. Malik Harrison at 74. Antonio Gandy-Golden, the Liberty wide receiver at 87. Ben Barch at 98. Albert O at 108. Daryl Taylor, the edge from Tennessee at 125. Davon Hamilton. At 148. Tyler Johnson at 162. Logan Stenberg at 181. Michael Oharamita, the corner from Iowa at 204. And Shaquille Quarterman, the linebacker from Miami at 212. Ricky Keeler checked in, a fan speak mock. Jedrick Willis at 23. Adam Trotman at 87. Anthony Jennings, the Alabama linebacker at 98. Antonio Gandy Golden at 100. 125. Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. 195. Quez Watkins, the wide receiver from Southern Miss. 204. McTelvin Aguim, defensive lineman from Arkansas. Harrison Hand, the Temple Corner at 212. Michael Onawehu, the guard from Michigan at 213. Tanner Muse, there we go, at 230. Aaron Parker, we're out of the wide receiver 235. And then Anthony Gordon to round it out. Jim Reynolds, another one this time from the mock draft machine at the Draft Network. Jordan Love, the QB from Utah State at 23. Adam Trotman at 87. KJ Hill at 98. Bradley Anae at 200. Chase Claypool at 125. Benito Jones coming in at 195. James Prochet at 204. Reggie Robinson at 212. Gage Cervenka, the interior offensive lineman, at 213. Logan Wilson, the Wyoming linebacker, 230. Tanner Muse at 235. And Darian Daniels rounding this one out at 241. Patrick Brown with a fan-speak mark. Jedrick Willis at 23. Cole Komet at 64. Jeremy Chin at 108. 142, we got KJ Hill, the wide receiver from Ohio State. 156, Alex Highsmith, the Charlotte Edge. 176, Willie Gay. 195, there he is, Steven Sullivan, 204, Trey Adams, 212, Michael Hortomeda, the corner from Iowa, 213, Jake Lutton from Oregon State, Jawan Johnson, the wide receiver from Oregon at 230, David Woodward at Utah State linebacker, 235, and Tanner Muse, the corner from Clemson to round it out at 241. So there are the Show Slack channel mocks of the week. We also had some stuff come in via the email machine. Before we get to that, though, sometimes you notice I might pause or seem distracted for a second. It's because the world keeps spinning around us. Ian Rappaport, at Sheet on Twitter, the Patriots are giving safety and team leader Devin McCourty a two-year deal worth 23 million, sources say. He gets $17 million guaranteed, keeping him in New England for his career and allowing him to play with his brother again. And so all these drafts where we've had a safety well, might not be as big of a knee. And so there we go. We've got Devin McCourty back in the fold for two years. So Patriots fans like to see that. Now, we also had some marks come in via the email machine and some other stuff as well. So I'm going to sort of work through that. Russell Easterbrooks reached out again. More info on the Gilmore trade. Remember, And sort of last week's show, we talked a little bit about the idea of potentially trading Stephon Gilmore. Well, Russell reached out with some more information, some more details on what that might sort of look like, what that sort of could entail. Detroit has 40 million in cap space and are in a win now time frame given Stafford. The best free agent corner is Byron Jones, who over the cap projects a value of five years at 80 million with an average yearly of 14 to 16 million. Darius Slay is under contract till 2021. Gilmore is under contract till 2022. So it is far more likely that Detroit will trade the number three pick to the Chargers for picks six and thirty-seven, then offer New England picks thirty-five and thirty-seven in the second and one-fifty in the fifth for Gilmore. Gilmore's cap hit for the Patriots is sixteen to eighteen million. The Patriots' cap space, according to Miguel Benzon, is around twenty-nine million. We can tweak that a little bit given the new stuff with the CBA. This will allow the Patriots to sign some of their free agents, keep pick twenty-three, while get a likely while it is very likely a great player gets pushed down the board. Russell is going ham on the Gilmore trade. I love it. And it makes a ton of sense. Again, if you love the idea, it's Russell's. If you hate it, it's mine. So crush me. Bob Gleiber with an email with this mock right here. He's decided to do the trade with the Colts as well. It's a four-team between the Patriots, the Colts, the Bears, and the Bucks. In this scenario, the Patriots trade down with the Colts. The Colts will then trade back into the first round for New England's 23rd pick, while the Patriots acquire the Colts 44th and 75th. There we pick Justin Matabuke and Prince Tenga wanago As for the two compensatory picks in the third round, he has them trading both to the Baltimore Ravens for Hayden Hurst. Also says that we need to bring back McCourty, Collins, whatever money is left used for a three-year deal for Emmanuel Sanders. Hopefully that's enough to bring Tom Brady back. That Praying that that will give Brady a two-year deal just to make him happy. That Bill would give him a two-year deal. Here are the picks. You got the Patriots at 44, Justin Matabuke. At 75, Prince Tango Wanogo. At 87, Bryson Hopkins. At 115, Thaddeus Moss. At 175, Antoine Brooks Jr. Love that value there, the safety. At 184, Quintez Safis, the wide receiver from Wisconsin. Great pick there. At 207, James Lynch, interior defensive lineman. 212, James Prochet, the SMU wide receiver. 218, John Runyon, offensive tackle from Michigan. I love that job from Bob there. Russell Easterbrooks sent in another mock draft, this time with Brady retiring. Joe Tooney, Kyle Van Noy, both gone as well in this one. So a different sort of scenario. Here are the picks, though. Cesar Ruiz at 23, Brian Edwards at 87, Anthony Jennings at 98, Alex Taylor at 100, Dalton Keene, the tight end from Virginia Tech at 125, James Morgan At 195, Steven Sullivan at 204, Jake Lutton at 212. I like what Russell's done here because what he's done is, the assumption is Stidham rolls, maybe they sign a veteran as a plan D, but then you drafted quarterbacks, you double down on it. I like that idea. Justin Heron, the offensive tackle from Wake Forest at 213, Tanner Muse at 230, Tyree Cleveland, the wide receiver from Florida, 235, and Lorenzo Neal, defensive lineman from Purdue at 241. And the last mock I got in via email comes to us from Christopher Conley. Who believes, first of all, he emails the Patriots, he believes, are targeting Matt Part from UConn, the offensive tackle. Wonders what the Giants would take for Evan Ingram. I'll answer that in the mailbag show later this week, Chris. And then here's his mock, which he did also via fan speak. It's great when you can just sort of do the mock and email it. I love that idea. Cesar Ruiz, at 23, Matt Part. At 87, Ashton Davis, the Cal safety at 98. Alberto at 100. A.J. Dillon at 125. McTelvin Ageem, 195. Becoming a more popular name in these parts. James Morgan at 204. Derek Tuzaka, the edge of NDSU at 212. Kevon Wallace, the Clemson safety at 213. Aaron Parker, wide receiver from Rhode Island at 230. Cooper Roth, the kicker from Wyoming at 235. And Charlie Temo the Portland State tight end at 241. We had two unless I missed him. I only saw two, I think, Twitter mocks. First one comes to us from Aaron Williams at Swag Daddy underscore eleven. That's at Swag Daddy underscore the number eleven. Fanspeak mock. Javon Kinlaw at 32. Well sign me up for that. Cesar Ruiz at sixty three. Logan Stenberg at ninety seven. Jalen Hurts. Swag Daddy. you're talking to the heart here, man. At 98. Jonah Jackson at 100. Jeremy Chin at 121. Troy Dye, the linebacker from Oregon, at 125. Josh Deguara at 159. see Durant, the offensive tackle from Missouri, 195. Carter Carglin at 204. Steven Sullivan at 212. Alex Highsmith at 213. Jordan Fuller, the Ohio State safety at 230. Robert Landers, the Ohio State defensive lineman at 235. And J.J. Taylor, the running back from Arizona at 241. I don't usually give out awards. Swag daddy, though. If I did... You'd get one for this. I love it, especially Kinlaw at 32, Ruiz at 63, Hertz at 98, Jackson at 100, and Chin at 121. That's just incredible. And we close it out with two last mocks, both from Isaac Gogol, who is on Twitter, at x x i s a a c First is what he calls the reload, not rebuild mock. Xavier McKinney at 33, Cole Komet at 60, Jalen Hurts at 98, Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle from LSU at 100, Kavon Wallace, the Clemson safety at 107, Chase Claypool at 120, Michael Divinity, the edge from LSU at 193, and Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker from Georgia at 213. And then he sends in another one, Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma at 36, Cole Komet at 56, Jalen Hurts. At 98, Aloha Gilman, the safety at 99. Sadiq Charles, the LSU tackle again at 100. Chase Claypool at 125. Ben Brendison at 141. So there you go. Those are your mocks from this week. Again, when you send them in on Twitter for next week, use the, the hashtag, hashtag Scotia mock. Um, just because I want to make sure I get them all. And sometimes I miss them as we go through the week. And so, yeah, I want to make sure I get them all. Also, remember, send in some questions for the mailbag-type show, football-related, non-football-related. Whatever's on your mind, please send them in. Would love to hear from you. Would love to you know, put some fears at ease, whatever I can do to help. These are going to be some trying times, perhaps, in the days and the weeks and the months ahead. For example, the CDC just came out with guidance that they want to restrict you know, no gatherings of 50 people or more for the next eight weeks. Times could get tough. Um, but we'll pull through it together. That's what we do as Americans. Um, anything I can do to help, let me know. If you've got something you don't want on a show, even if it's anonymous, but you want to reach out via the DMs, the DMs are always open. I've had people reaching out in the past couple of days um, with some anxieties, some concerns, whatever. I'm here to help best I can. Um, even if it's just like I did today, trying to take your mind off it as much as possible for 25, 30 minutes, I can do that too. Until next time, friends, please keep washing your hands. And while you do, sit along let those Patriots reign. I'm Fox